Good morning, everyone. It is the 22nd of March. My name is Lorna Denny, and I am joined today by Niall MacDonald and Seamus Lyons. Well, central banks certainly hogged the spotlight last week, forecasts of better short-term growth and with it potentially rising inflation. But it's the time frame that's key here. The European Central Bank talked of a blip in inflation, while the Bank of England stressed that the medium-term outlook is less clear. As always, though, the US Federal Reserve dominated. And Niall, did we gain any fresh insight into the Fed's thinking? Good morning, Lorna. Well, on Wednesday, they announced the minutes and and a press conference from the FOMC. That's the Federal Open Market Committee. So they left the policy rate unchanged. They left the asset purchase policy unchanged. So for reference, they're continuing to buy 80 billion of treasuries a month and about 40 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities. What was interesting was comments from Powell in that He said, when we see that we're on track and when he actually sees hard data coming through, that's when they'll move to normalization of interest rate policy. Also, what was interesting to see was the March projections. So several members on the FOMC have a higher bar for a raise in interest rate above their target of 2.1%. Also, they revised their growth projections, so higher growth projections to 6.5% in 2021, and then also in the subsequent years, so higher in 2022 and 2023. So pointing to broad-based economic expansion and a lower unemployment rate. But still very much evidence-based there from the Fed. Ben, what was the bond market's reaction to this? Well, the bond market didn't react too favourably. So from the close of the 16th, we saw 10 basis points rise in the US 10-year, so bond prices sold off. Um, and this is the highest level that we've seen since the COVID crisis began. I think what was more interesting, though, was the weekend developments where we had Tom Barkin, who's um, a member of the FOMC and president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, he was speaking at a Credit Suisse Asian investment conference. His comments seem to placate a lot of bond investors, and we've seen rates come back down this morning to about 160 level. Comments were more that there's no sign that the recovery is going to produce unwanted inflation and that they would really need to see strong inflation shoot past their targets for them to begin hiking rates. And he also made an important point, which you know we've talked about in this podcast, about wage inflation has been critical for a secular increase in inflation. And he pointed that you need to see price increases factored into wage bargaining. And that's nowhere near apparent. And I think, you know, when you think what bond investors are afraid of is a forceful hike of interest rates by the Fed to temper unwanted inflation. And I think his comments seem to soothe the market this morning. Yes, that's certainly reassuring. Seamus, we saw some big moves in the world's equity markets on the back of the Fed's growth upgrades, especially in the tech-heavy Nasdaq index. Yes, Lorna. Yeah, so it was quite a mixed week for markets. So in the US, the major indices, they began the week quite strongly, actually, hitting record highs again. But yeah, they lost ground later in the week as bond yields continued their rise. So maybe a quick word on the start of the week. Focus again was very much on fiscal and monetary stimulus and also just the improving picture in the US, given their strong progress containing the coronavirus. So the US now has reached 100 million coronavirus vaccinations, which is well ahead of targets. And also some other positive news that was coming out was um, there is a closely followed report these days from the TSA, which is the Transport Safety Administration on airline passenger volume. So it's watched because it's kind of a sign of the economy reopening and and a lot more kind of movement around the US, a lot of kind of intra-US travel. And so again, very strong numbers, the highest there since before the pandemic. But then, yeah, later in the week, the markets kind of turn towards the other focus that they've been having of late, which is uh, on the rising bond yields. And we've talked about that already. So that had a big impact 
on growth stocks once again. The Nasdaq fell 3% on Thursday, and over the course of the week, it underperformed other markets in the US. But other areas also fell, actually. So you'd energy, which is more of a cyclical, that had a bad week because oil prices saw their largest fall since last summer. And this is on the back of rising US inventories and some concerns as well, lower demand as Europe struggles with its own vaccine rollout. Small caps, they had a bad week. They've been the leader all year. They had a poor week. Also, banks and financials, which tend to do well in this rising rate environment, they struggled a bit as well, certainly later in the week, as the Fed announced that they would not be extending an exemption that they put in place earlier in the year before the pandemic that helped banks having lower capital reserves. So yeah, on the week, actually, it was a very kind of mixed week for all sectors of the markets. Yes, definitely sort of swings and roundabouts going on here. If we look at the week ahead, then, what should we look out for, Seamus? It's actually a quieter week. There's not a lot of big macro releases uh, coming out this week. There's a couple of flash PMIs in a lot of the key markets, US, Europe and Eurozone. So these are always closely watched. They're expected to edge up in both Europe and US to show a continuing kind of recovery in both economies. I suppose another thing might be there's a number of appearances by various central bank members. So Janet Yellen, actually, who's the Treasury Secretary, and Jay Powell, the Fed Chair, they're going to be testifying before the House Financial Services Committee on Tuesday and then to the Senate Banking Committee on Wednesday. And they'll talk about the U.S. economy and the role of fiscal and monetary aid during the pandemic recovery. So, you know, again, market participants will be kind of focusing on anything they might say. You've also got a lot of big central bank names appearing at another convention for the Bank of International Settlements, a big conference on digital currencies, which runs for most of the week. You might get comments coming from various persons there, again, which the markets will focus on. But really, it's probably a quieter week in terms of big news this week. Thank you both very much indeed. Thanks, Lorna. Thanks, Lorna.